My Hockey Hero is proudly supported by eBay Canada. My name is Dean. Ever since I was a kid, I collected hockey cards with spare change my dad gave me. As a black person, to see others like me on the ice inspired me. I didn't see myself as a black hockey player. I saw myself as a hockey player. They were my role models and showed me hockey is a game for everyone. When you're on a hockey card, it's, it's pretty cool. I've collected 100 rookie cards for NHL's black and biracial players, and I'm going to talk to all of them so you can learn their stories. Hi everyone, it's Dean Barnes. Just wanted to share, this is a special My Hockey Hero mid-season check-in. Dean, we are halfway through season three of My Hockey Hero. What are your thoughts so far on the, the conversations and the players that we've, we've met? Yeah, once again, they've been really uh, informative inf interviews, very inspiring interviews. I've told a lot of stories about the players, their journey through hockey, through minor hockey and uh, junior hockey in some cases and college hockey. And then special moments about how they've entered the NHL related to their NHL draft experience and scoring their first goal or other special moments throughout the career and their life after the NHL in many cases, what it was like playing in, in other leagues and in Europe. And then uh, uh, the, the, the role of uh, the players today in hockey, whether they're still involved in the game or have taken other pursuits. What, what are some of the common themes that you've noticed between the episodes so far in this season? Um, obviously, everyone's got a very different story to tell, but I feel like sometimes there's, um, they share a lot of similar thoughts on, on the game. Yeah, definitely. A lot of the common themes have been um, you know, two threads of barriers to per hockey participation in some cases. Um, uh, many players overcame uh, financial costs, either through uh, you know creative ways that their family found ways to get them on the ice and buy sticks and ice time. And, and uh, the other barrier uh, was the form of um, racism in, in some cases. And, and many players played at a time where the, they didn't want to rock the boat and uh, make any waves. So they sort of had to uh, pivot through many of those situations. And um, those around them did what they could with the uh, – with the uh, parameters in place and, and policies. But um, it was, for many of them, uh, an era of having to fight through many things to, uh, to play in the game and as well and not see many people uh, in the game, either playing with them or, or against them or around them. And in terms of representation, they, uh, a lot of them mentioned they were inspired by other players um, or other stars they've seen play hockey um, who kind of allowed them to believe that they could do it too. So how important has representation been so far? Yeah, once again, um, many players talked about uh, looking up to various players. We interviewed um, Robbie Earl, who was a player from um, California. And um, at, at the time, I, I suspect hockey was growing in the late 80s and 90s. And uh, he looked up to some of the players that um, that could, uh, you know, support his pathway into the game. Joaquin Gage grew up in Vancouver and talked about be, maybe being a Vancouver uh, fan of the Canucks, but also respecting the goalies like Grant Fuhr and Pokey Reddick, who had played for Edmonton. Sean Bell grew up in the city of uh, champions in Edmonton and also talked about uh, looking up to to Grant Fuhrer as a young person in Edmonton and 
Jamal Mayers was interesting. He grew up on the same street as one of our former guests, uh, Darren Lowe. And uh, there was a family connection there. And, and Jamal talked about how inspirational it was to see someone else like Darren, who was on the national Canadian national team and, and Pittsburgh. And he did recognize also the efforts of, you know, the Tony McKegney's of the world and uh, the Mike Marsons and those players, Bill Riley that, that came before um, Grant Fuhrer again, who paved the way in that era. Um, and um, Chris Beckford to Sue was someone who was really passionate about following um, Freddie Brathwaite and he followed him in junior hockey, he followed Freddie when he played for London Knights and Oshawa, he did whatever he could to sort of, you know, get some cable feed to watch those games. So it was quite a, quite interesting for him to share that with us and, and uh, all the important things about representation. If you're enjoying My Hockey Hero and thinking about starting your own hockey card collection, I'd suggest you start with eBay. eBay is all about connecting communities and fueling passions. Because of its thriving card collector community, I was able to make my dream come true by collecting the rookie cards of the NHL's black and biracial players. Start your own collection at ebay.ca slash hockey cards. Uh, and Chris also um, was someone who who didn't have a lot of family history in um, in hockey, but uh, talked about his his family connection um, from his grandmother watching Hockey Night in Canada. And you know, uh, what, what what did the role of family play uh, with these players that we've spoken to so far? Yeah, in both those cases, the family members, whether direct as parents or or supportive family members, sort of helped segue some of the students into the game. As you mentioned, Chris Beckford to Sue mentioned his grandmother regularly watched uh, Hockey Night in Canada, and her love of hockey impacted him in a positive way. And Robbie Earl, who I mentioned earlier, who uh, is American-born, but his grandparents were originally from Montreal. And they moved to California, and I guess they had a passion again for watching Hockey Night in Canada, which is one of the most popular, you know, hockey uh, events in many Canadians' lives <laughs> on Saturday night. So they shared their passion and influence on Robbie as he got introduced to the game through roller hockey first, and then ice hockey in California. And. I, I, w- I was very young in the 80s. So was roller hockey uh, a phenomenon in California and America that kind of led kids to play hockey? Yeah, I think in the 80s, Wayne Gretzky got traded to uh, from Edmonton to Los Angeles in the late 80s. And as a result of that, hockey grew, forms of hockey grew like roller hockey. So I think that's where that's coming from, the, the wave of the, the Gretzky effect and and people finding ways to enter the game of hockey. Are there any kind of moments that really stand out to you personally from uh, the last five episodes so far that kind of really uh, inspire you or make you kind of feel like, you know, really grateful to be hearing these voices? Really appreciative of the diversity of uh, stories that have been brought to the game and, and identities. Chris Beckford Tassu was the first uh, black Chinese Canadian player we interviewed. And um, Robbie Earl of course, coming from uh, California, actually moved from California to Michigan to be on the junior national U.S. team, which actually trains um, in the University of Michigan uh, campus area. And he went to high school uh, at Pioneer High School right across the street from 
University of Michigan. And hearing about you know his pathway playing for the University of Wisconsin was uh, was unique. And also hearing about Jamal Mayer's pathway of being a very young player, like 15, 16 years old, playing junior B hockey, and then being afforded the opportunity of a scholarship at uh, Western Michigan University, which incidentally was the same university that um, Bernie Saunders, one of our former guests and early players with the Quebec Nordiques, played on. And, and he talked about going on campus and seeing Bernie and his brother with, you know, big afros and what it meant to him sort of felt like there others had blazed the trail before him. It's really neat to make those connections. No, something really exciting is happening right now with um, my hockey hero, and that's the United by uh, Hockey Museum that is touring North America. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? My Hockey Hero is displayed in the United by Hockey Mobile Museum, which is making stops to all NHL markets. And there's a United Voices project, which um, fans can scan their QR code. And the United Voices project highlights six players that have been interviewed in our podcast. Willie O'Ree, Anthony Stewart, Toy McKegney, Ray Neufeld, Devontae Smith-Pelly, and Bill Riley. So there's a little bit of a teaser that uh, people get access to, and the QR code does take um, guests to the full podcast, My Hockey Hero. So we're really excited that that's been traveling around, and we've made uh, various stops to cities in Canada and the U.S. so far, uh, Ottawa, Montreal, Edmonton, Winnipeg, Vancouver, and recently U.S. cities have included Colorado and Dallas. What can people expect now for the rest of season three? Yeah, the rest of season three, we do have a couple of new uh, guests coming up. Uh, Kendall McCardo is one guest that um, grew up playing uh, hockey in the Vancouver area. And um, we also are speaking to Sean Brown, who was a Oshawa general area player who ended up playing for the Edmonton Oilers. And uh, Nigel Dawes, we confirmed, will be speaking to us soon as well. And uh, Nigel Dawes was originally from the Winnipeg area and um, did play for the New York Rangers. And looking forward for to expanding some of the incredible uh, perspectives that players bring to the game and um, foster and amplify representation. Yeah, and and a big thanks to everyone who's who's listened, tuned in, and reviewed and everything so far. Have you got a, a message for any of the listeners, Dean? Yeah, just a big thank you to everyone who's uh, listening in and uh, has really been um, uh, taking in the stories and appreciating the stories. And I, I think it's reciprocal. A big thank you to the players who uh, continue to uh, reach out and volunteer their time to tell their magnificent magnificent stories and uh, we're looking forward to uh, continue on with that, that path we're proud to be working with hockey equality hockey equality is on a mission to create diversity at all levels of the game of hockey by lowering financial barriers for BIPOC female and other equity deserving youth hockey players if you've been moved by the stories shared on this podcast and want to help make hockey accessible to all Check out HockeyEquality.org. If you've enjoyed this podcast but would like to dive deeper, then check out our extended version of this interview at Recognize, Black Hockey Heroes of the NHL. You can click on the link in the show notes or find it wherever you get your podcasts. You can see the cards of the players in my collection at BlackHockeyCards.com. This has been a Podstarter production. production.